Radio. Minority Unity and Togetherness. A talk by Father Lam Vu at Capfest 2017. And my focus, okay, minority and unity, togetherness, that's the theme of my, uh, my talk. I want to start because I want to talk, um, you know, when Father Thomas asked me to give a talk, he said, he said um, talk about saints and heroes. Um, and maybe about virtues, virtues of the saint. And so I thought about it, I thought about it, and I said, there's no saint in the world or in the Catholic Church that speaks so much about uh, um, virtues and vices than this one man, right? St. Francis of Assisi. His writing are full of vices and virtues. Um, in actual fact, even the Capuchin... Um, the way how the Capuchin usually preach in the early days, they always, even the friars, the early friars, they always preach about vices and virtues. So you've got to talk about vices and then virtues. So that's what I'm talking about. That's why I can't come up with the name all right, for this talk. And so I'm going to base a lot on St. Francis's writing, and I'm hoping that you know something about his writing, or at least get to know him through my talk. Um, it is fascinating. It's, very, it's, it's beautiful. It's deep. It's full of insight in, into his writing. And, um, and did you know, did you know, St. Dominic did not write that meant much at all. In fact, nothing for his friars in comparison to St. Francis. Francis wrote a lot of things for the friars. So he, he left a lot of things. Um, and, and because he was constantly thinking and contemplating, reflecting on the Word of God. And so his writing is very, very rich. I'm going to start with, with a prayer from his writing. From the, so minority, fraternity, unity comes from uh, his early rule. His, there's, there's three rules. Do you know that? He had three rules. <laughs> no? Didn't hear about it. First rule was when he went to Pope, um, Pope Honoris and took about 12 of his disciples, friars, with him and presented the rule. And all it is is just three quotes from the Bible. You know, take up your cross, come follow me. If you want to leave, that's basically it. That's the first rule. And so it's really brief. And the Pope said, go home, I approve it, go home and write a better rule. So that's the first rule. Second rule was the early. <laughs> that's basically it, because he had no idea, no rule, no idea of, of the life at all. Second rule was the, what, we, what he called the earlier rule, which was written in 1221. And when he wrote this, the friars rejected and said, we can't live like this. And so guess what? One of them took the rule and burnt it. That really happened. It, it's true, okay? It's a true story. But we record it anyway. There's, there's somehow it, they, they. Second, rule, second rule was the uh, 1223, which what we call the later rule. And that's the rule that we Franciscan follow at the moment. But I'm going to read from chapter 22 of his, uh, his, his, he, uh, of his rules. Chapter 22 of the early rule, uh, number 41 to 55. See if you can guess where he gets this from. All right. Most of his writing, he just basically quotes from, from, uh, from Scripture, from Jesus, what Jesus says. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Let us therefore hold unto the word, the life, the teaching, and the holy gospel of him who humbled himself to beg his father for us, to make him his name known, saying, Father, glorify your name and glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. Father, I've made known, I've made your name known to those whom you have given me. The words you gave me, I have given them, and they have accepted them, and truly have known that I came from you, and have and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them, not for the world, but for those who have you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours. Holy Father, keep in your name those you have given me, that they may be one as we were. I say this why in the world, that they may have joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world, as I, belo- as I do not belong to the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Glorify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I sanctify them myself for them, that they may also be sanctified in truth. I ask not only for them, but also for those who believe in me through them, that they may be brought to perfection as one. And the world may be known that you have sent me and loved them as you have loved me. I shall make known to them your name. For the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Father, I wish that those whom you have given me may be where I am, that they may see your glory in your kingdom. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, did you recognize that prayer? Where did you hear that from? Gospel of John. Very good. What chapter? Don't worry. <laughs> 17. Where, where, where at, at which stage of Jesus' life did he pray that prayer? Yeah, very, very good, very close. Okay, Jesus had just washed the feet of his disciples, right? He gave this meal at this last supper, by the way, everybody. It washed the feet and he, he prayed for his disciples. He said, do this as I've done for you, love one another. And then he went to the garden and he prayed for this. And the key thing that I want you to remember in that prayer is that he prayed for unity, didn't he? That they may be one. Francis just mentioned it once, but in the book of John, he mentioned it three times, that they may be one, right? Jesus prayed not only that the disciples will will be one, because they all scattered after that, but he prayed for us as well, that the church may be as one. So Francis took that up, and he gave it back to the disciples, to to the friars. And so so it's like the key thing to what? The, the, um, the idea of minority, or the idea of unity and togetherness that Francis want, wanted to, the, the, uh, the friars to have. Now, why can't we be one? Why can't we be one? I want to ask you, I want to reflect, I want you to reflect on that. 
Why can't we be one? Jesus prayed for us all the time. He prayed for us even before he died. It's hard for us to be one, isn't it? Hard for us to be united, isn't it? There's so many different churches around. So many Christian churches. Not only that, family break up. All right, if different groups get breaked up, so many separation. God pray for us, but then we can do so many things, but then we get separated. This is as if there's a tension between the world and the kingdom, the world and the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about. That's why it's hard for me to come up with a name for this topic. I'll give you an example so that you can click and understand what I'm talking about. Say if you own a coffee shop. Anybody here owns a coffee shop? No, any shop? Any shop? No? All right. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> All right. You sell coffee. Coffee shop, you sell coffee. And then next person buys a shop right next to you and sell coffee as well. What do you think the tension between those two would be like? Do they like each other? No. And, and what's going to happen? What was that? What was that? Competition, isn't it? It's natural for us. We've got to beat them. And guess what? They're going to sell coffee too. We're going to, we're going to, what, what are you going to do? Bring down the price? <laughs> Bring down the price so that, they, that people, people can come? It's, we, we're going to, it's going to be a competition. Not only that, there's going to be hatred between both of you, isn't it? True? It's, it's natural. It's a normal human thing that we do. There's nothing wrong with you before. Just because they sell coffee, you're about to hate them. And then there's a competition between the both of you. You see, the key, the, the problem there is, isn't it the jealousy? It's a sense of jealousy. There's a sense of greed and power, isn't it? It's a normal human thing the world thinks about. Give you another example. Most of you are university students. Say you are so good at writing your assignments. You get A all the time, or, you, you, or your assignment, or your, your exam. You get A all the time, all right? And everybody knows, oh, you're so good. Then someone comes along, just as smart as you, and gets A all the time as well. What do you think the relationship between that person and you would be like? Joseph, you, you're... You. <laughs> what do you think that relationship between you and that person would be like? You, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, someone who's not a religious, maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't there be competition? You want to do better than that person, isn't it? You want to get an A+. Plus. Not just an A. I'm not happy with an A. It's like, it's like how we play you know, Chris. You want to beat. You want to beat them, isn't it? It's a normal human thing that we have in us. And then we develop this hatred between the two of us. Before that, we were normal. We love each other. But then once there's something in that we all are going for, we get jealous. We get hatred. And then we get, we get greedy. It's, it's just the attitude that our normal human being, that's what we get. Because we want to get better for them, better than them. It's, it's, it's a problem that we, we, we have. It's, it's that life uh, problem. Now, okay, that's the world. That's the world. 
What about in the church? You think we have a problem too? Yeah. yeah. All right. If somebody, okay, is such a great preacher or a great talker, all right, and then another person comes along, you know, same thing. He's better than me. He's better than me. I'm not as good as him. There's obviously jealousy in the church as well, isn't it? Between priests, religious, all right, even lay people who give talk. It's a normal thing that we get, right? It's, it's in us. I, I, this is not, not about jealousy, okay? This is another story. Father Marcin, I don't know if you heard Father Marcin from Poland, who recently was with, with us. Anybody who does? Okay, anyway, he, he's from Poland. He came to, uh, to, to Dutton Park and he stayed with, with us. And he said, um, he used to be a parish priest in this parish. And this priest, one of his friars, was doing this mass and he was preaching really long homilies and people were getting sick of it and they, they stopped coming to mass. They complained to Father Marchand, who was his, um, who, who was a parish priest. And so Father Marchand had enough of it, so he went to the friars. He said, you better cut your homily down. Don't preach too long. Right, I'm trying not to do this today, okay? <laughs> better cut it down. Try to keep it short. People are complaining to me. And the guy didn't listen to him at all. So, um, and he warned him again the second time, you better cut it down or else I'll turn off the microphone. <laughs> right? So, at Mass, same thing. Went on and on and on and on. Guess what Father Martin did? Went to the sacristy, turn off the microphone. <laughs> That's what he did. And then the priest said, oh, the parish priest didn't like me. He doesn't like me preaching long. So that's anyway. That's that's beside the point. That's just the <laughs> all right. Give you another example. All right, of jealousy in the church, youth group. Your youth group is doing so well, and then another group comes along. It gets fifty. They get fifty, hundred more than your group. Don't you get jealous there? You do, isn't it? What are they? Then what do you do? You talk badly about that group. You condemn them. Oh, they're not good. They're not good. They don't, they don't pray as much as we do. All right? That's, that's the attitude that we have. And that's what, that's what Jesus is talking about. Okay? It's the world, the world attitude that we bring it into the church. That idea, that idea. Okay, um, and Jesus said it's beautifully. So we get it in the church as well. We have that, we're stuck with that attitude of the world that the church is affected about it and even in community life as well. Because Jesus said, Francis didn't pick it up, but Jesus said, you are of the world. In actual fact, this Sunday, Sunday gospel is about that as well. The wheat and the weed. All right. You are of the world. Jesus, in John's gospel, he said, I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. That's Jesus praying for us, that he's not going to take us out of the world. He's going to leave us there, but he's praying for us so that Jesus, may God, may protect us while we are in the lure of the world. And Francis speaks exactly like that in the same chapel. I, I don't know if you heard it when I read it. He prayed. He uses the same thing. He said, I do not ask you. He quote Jesus, of course. It wasn't his own word. But that's what he prayed for. The same thing. Like Jesus, Francis knew. And so pray for us 
that we live among the world, not of the world, but in the world. In the world. And if we live in the world, you know what happened? The world will love us. The world loves us so much. Okay? It will give you everything. The world. It's a clever world. The evil, the, the world. Jesus said, you are in the world, but you will be restless. But in me, you will have peace. It is the, it, in the world, you will be of the world. That means you, you get that sense of restlessness and troubledness of heart. There's jealousy there. There's hatred there. There's a sense of, I want to do better than the other person. And a sense of, of, of power. And then condemning other people. On and on and on. That's why we are restless and troubled of heart. If we are of the world, we will become restless and troubled. And that restlessness okay, and troubledness of heart also exists in the church. If we practice our faith and allow the world to enter, if we work for God but allow the lure of the world to enter, then we too will be in trouble. Okay? We worry about things in life. How are we going? How am I going with my exam? How am I going, going with my assignments? How am I going with my choir and singing? All this thing. And then we compete with other people. This is what destroys us. Jealousy, envies. Okay? And Francis speaks a lot about this. He said three things. Francis said three things. Three enemies, he said. The enemies of the soul. First is the flesh. Second is the world. The third is the devil. Francis said this. He said this in the later rule. Okay, chapter 10. He said, I admonish and exalt the brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ to beware of all pride, vainglory, envy, and greed, of care and solicitude for the things of this world or distraction and murmuring. Let those who are illiterate not be anxious to learn, but to let them pay attention to what they must desire above all else, to have the Spirit of the Lord and it is in its holy activity, to pray always to Him with a pure heart, to have humility and patience in persecution and infirmity, and to love those who persecute, rebuke, and find fault in us. That's Francis. He recognized this. You see what I mean? This, he, he talks a lot about vices and virtues, isn't it? Um, there's another one from the admonition. If you, if you, ever, okay, you ever want to learn uh, more about uh, St. Francis writing, where to go to, go to his admonition. Not, not admonition, okay? It's called admonition. <laughs> okay? Not admonition. Okay, chapter 12. He said, A servant of God can be known to have the Spirit of the Lord in, the way, in this way. If when the Lord performs some good work through him, his flesh does not therefore exalt itself, because it is always opposed to every good. Instead, he regards himself the more worthless and esteems himself less than all others. And then in... Um, in 17, he said, Blessed is the servant 
who no more exalt himself over the good the Lord says or does through him than over what he says or does through another. Okay, it's, it's, not, it's not in us that we have. Okay, so, so rather thinking like, like the world, you should think like this. This is what Francis teaches us. I do the best I can at my ability. Whatever I have, if I do the best I can, whatever or however I receive, how many I receive, if my capacity or my ability is to receive five points, then all be it, it's five points that I get. If my ability is to receive ten points, then all be it, ten points it is. Whoever receives a lot, he said, has a lot to give back. It's that, that Spider-Man uh, crow, isn't it? You all know that when, uh, when his uncle, Uncle Ben, told Spider-Man, the more is given to you, the more is asked of you. That's what it is. Jesus, Jesus says that the same thing. So no one is more than the others. That's what I want to say to you. No one is more than the others. The worker at the sixth hour, the worker at the ninth hour or the third hour, they all receive just one dollar. They all receive one, one, the same thing. Therefore, the reason why we are restless and we are troubled is because we allow the world to enter our every day of life, especially in the church and in our faith. It is my ability. If my ability is only to share this much, then all be it. Then all be it. That's all I have. Be happy with that. If the Holy Spirit moves, who moves people, allowing people to receive, the key thing is the Holy Spirit. Okay? Francis speaks a lot about this as well. It is not because I'm a, I'm a good speaker. It's not because of that, no. But the grace of God working in you. It's like our, our first reading today. You know, you remember that, the first reading? Father James spoke about it. Remember? No? The earthen vessel? Earthen vessel? Did you hear? No, you guys are sleeping. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. If it's not of the Holy Spirit, then whatever you do, it's useless. Okay? If there's no grace in you, then whatever you do, if you think for yourself, then it is useless. Then I can talk as much as I want, as good as I am. And as many, as many degrees as I can have. But if it's not for the Holy Spirit in you, then whatever you do, it's, it means nothing. You can study and study and study theology, philosophy, you know, get a doctorate, master, whatever you do, and you become so good at it. If it is not for the Holy Spirit, no matter what it is, you're going to get nothing, all right? There's no one, no one will be moved and listen to you. But if they listen, but if you have the Holy Spirit and it is God who moves in you, you you let yourself be an urban vessel. God will move to you. It is God who touched, like Father James said it this morning beautifully. If they listen, if they listen, if the Holy Spirit moves moves and touches them, that's what it is. God casts the seed. God is the one who's doing it. It's not us. So it's not me, it's just God uses me to cast the, 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 the seed in you. And whatever you receive, that's how much you get. 
If you get a lot, then all be it. Then that's, that's your blessing. But if you want, to, want people to listen and change, then you have to allow the Holy Spirit to move in you. The Holy Spirit is the one who moves us. Okay? It's not how smart you are or your ability or how many degrees you have. The Lord knows and the Lord is the one who works at this. Listen to what Francis said. Okay, admonition. Number five. He said, in the same way, even if you were more handsome, there's a lot of handsome boys here and here, <laughs> handsome and richer than any, everyone else, and even if you work miracles so that you put demons to flight, all these things are contrary to you. Nothing belongs to you. You can boast, boast in none of these things. But, if, but we can boast in our weaknesses and in carry each day the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, that's it. We don't have it. Okay, we, it, it's, it's not us doing it. We have nothing to claim. Francis repeatedly speaks about this. Okay. Another one. Admonition number eight. And he said, the apostles, the apostles says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And there is no one who does good, not even one. Therefore, whoever envies his brother, the good that the Lord says or does in him incurs a sin of blasphemy because he, his, he envies the Most High himself who says and does every good thing. So when you envy and you get jealous of your, your friends, you're actually envy of God. It's not, you're not envy of, of, of the person himself, yourself. So friends, don't be sad. Okay? Don't be sad. If God gave you that much, then be happy with it. It's not about how much, how good you can talk and how, how gifted you are. It's how God works in you. You are just a vessel of God. You are just an earthen vessel of God. I'm going to read from the book of Numbers, okay? I hope you know this story. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 elders of the people and placed them all about the tent. Then the Lord came in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70, 70 elders and when the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did, not, they, did, they did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Edad and another named Medad. It sounds like Maronite's name, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Wait. Okay, Edad and Meldad. <laughs> and the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered. But they had not gone out of the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Edad and Meldad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Okay, that's what Moses said. Are you jealous for my sake? If Moses is from the world, 
And if Moses is prideful, he would say, only me and the 70 men, the other men can do this because we have the Lord in us. Why are you, why are you two prophesying as well? Why are you two doing this? But Moses didn't. When Joshua came, he said, are you jealous of me? Okay, friend, we are, okay, children of God. Light and dark, they get mixed together. It's between the wheat and the weed. Remember this gospel of this, this Sunday's gospel. And they grow among each other. That's why when we have the lure of the world intrude into us, and we don't know, at times, we are, we are insensitive to them. And if we are not careful or allow our emotion and our feelings to get us, to mix in with our thinking, that's why we easily allow the world's way to enter into our lives. And we have to say, you know, like Moses, just like as they come in and say, say, say like Moses, are you jealous of me? So it is like, see, Moses, Moses um, can say to these, these guys, go away, basically going, uh, as, say like that. But he didn't, okay? God gives to anyone he wants. God can give to any, any, anyone he, he wants, the gifts and the talents. God didn't give to everybody so that they say whatever they want. So God gives, when God gives to a person or his chosen uh, person, then respect that person. Respect that person. We respect not the person, but what God is in them. The Holy Spirit is in them. The gift that they have in them. And so our task is basically to move aside and let the Holy Spirit to work in that person. While them themselves, they are just like us. They just like us. Any human being, sinner, weak, just like us. It's just that the Holy Spirit is working in them. And so all we have to do is to move back and allow the Holy Spirit to work in them. The important thing for us to do, if we have that gift, is to welcome and receive God's gifts, grace, and then glorify God's name and lead people back to God. There's a beautiful, um, beautiful story of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, when, when, when the order really grew, grew very fast. Okay? They, he started with just a few, few friars, 12 disciples. And then once the Pope approved this, the friars just went everywhere, even to, uh, to England. It grew so fast that it got out of control for St. Francis. And, and so he had to write the rules better than the first one. So that's when he came up with the, the, the second one, which is what we call the earlier rule. 1221, the friars saw it and then they burned it, like what I said to you. They took it and they didn't, they did, they said, they didn't want it. Somebody else took over um, the, 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 um, the, the running of the, of, of the friary, uh, of, of the friars. And basically, the Franciscans was out of control for St. Francis. It was too big for him. While they were small, it was easy for Francis to, uh, to look after. So Francis became really depressed. He was very depressed. He didn't know what to do. Prayer was terrible. He went to um, he went to Laverna. You know where Laverna? Have you anybody heard of where that is? It's just like a place where um, 
somebody gave the friars this, this mountain, and Francis used to love go to go to there to pray. He went there with Brother Leo, and whatever Brother Leo said, Francis would be depressed and worry and cry all the time. Would uh, Brother Leo try to cheer him up, and he wouldn't. He even Leo even wrote to Claire and said, uh, he said, um, Father, he used to call Francis Father, Father is not well. He's still very sad. Okay? He was really depressed. It was probably one of the worst times for Francis of, of Assisi. Francis still prayed, but he lost hope as if he, he lost because he lost control of the order. So one day, God, God said to Francis as he was walking, he was in his depression, God said, Francis, whose order is it? And Francis said, it's yours, uh, yours, Lord. And Francis got it. And God said to him, then why are you worrying? It's not you. It's not you who's doing it. I allow those things to happen. Okay? So it's not you. It's God who works through us. We are just instrument, everybody. We're just a vessel. That's what it is. I reflect back in my life. Whatever I do, I don't know if you know now, I now look after, um, I'm the parish priest at um, South Brisbane, St. Mary's, South Brisbane, and Dutton Park Parish. So there's, there's four churches there. And I always reflect on this. Now, God can put anybody there. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be me to be there. But through God's grace, okay, God had allowed me to be there. So what I want you to say is that it could be anybody who have your gifts that you have right now. You can be a doctor. Anybody can be a doctor. Anybody can be an engineer. It does not have to be you. But somehow God gave you those gifts. You are just an instrument. You are just a vessel. So use it as a sense that I have received this because God has allowed it to happen. And so that's why the key thing is not so much, um, you know, the, you know um, so much of what we do, but it is what is inside of our heart is what is, what, what is most important. What is in our heart is more important. If we, want, if we want unity within the church, if we want unity within our community, the key thing is, is those, remove those vices that Francis is talking about, the purity of the heart. Okay? That's why minority is so important. He made the friars, he called the friars, not Albert, not priest, but friars minor. The word minority is very close to humility. Um, is to be lesser. The word for minority in the Italian, it really means to be lesser brothers. Meaning you are, you are not to be above anybody else, but to be a lesser, a simple brother. And so it sums up everything that Francis wants to say in, in there. And I'm going to read from the earlier rule. This is what he says. And I think it sums up everything about minority. And let us hate our body with its vices and sins, because by living according to the flesh, the devil wishes to take away from us the love of Jesus Christ and eternal life, and to lose himself in hell with everyone else. Because by our own fault, 
we are disgusting, miserable, and opposed to good, yet prompt and inclined to evil. For as the Lord says in the gospel, from the heart perceive and come evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murder, theft, greed, malice, deceit, envy, false witness, blasphemy, foolishness. All these evils come from within, from a person's heart, and these are what defy a person. Now that we have left the world, however, we have nothing else to do but to follow the will of the Lord and to please Him. That's all. Okay, that's what minority is all about. The, the purity of heart to be simple, like what Father Elrich was talking about to today. We are to walk in the darkness. We are to walk in the world, but to have that mind of God. Okay, to live. We are not to, um, to, to be removed from the world, but to live in the world, to stay in the light, to let, God, to let God's light work in us and allow the Lord to, 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 to work in us and be happy with what we have. Okay? That's it. Thank you. That was Father Lam Vu with Minority Unity and Togetherness at GapFest 2017 which was based on the theme, Saints and Heroes. And for more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.